I think laughing at the same time at the same things. I think that's the true nature of friendship is you'd be willing to throw yourself in front of a bullet for another person. I feel exactly the same way. It's really love and it really will never change. I think that's what's in a lot of people's heads. They don't want to know about the dark times because that I and I always go back to maybe giving people too much credit, but I don't know that it's because they're selfish as much as they just don't know how to do it and it scares the heck out of them. Hi. I'm Denise Alexander. Hi, I'm Ray Prussia. And you're entering a world gone good. And you're entering a world gone good. Hello, and welcome to World Gone Good. My name's Steve, and I hope you're having a good day. Here at World Gone Good, we are shining the light into the world that seems a little dark at the moment. One way you can help shine the light is by subscribing, rating, and reviewing our podcast wherever you are listening. If it's iTunes, Spotify, Simplecast, etc., etc., I appreciate you taking the time to listen and supporting. So, I don't know about you, but the older I get, the less friends I seem to have. Maybe I need to clarify that last statement by saying the older I get, it seems the more I've culled my group of friends down within the friendship space to the very best of the best. A little backstory. My dad got sick with cancer in 2014. The next two years were absolute hell watching him go up and down and then finally passing away in June of 2016. They say you see who people really are at a wedding and a funeral. And I found it to be true. Some of my close friends were beyond there for me. And some of my other close friends were simply not. On my part, I will own up right now to the fact that I wasn't exactly fun to be around, not during those years. On their part, the ones who were there for me, they allowed me to be dark, to be sad, to grieve, to be right where I was. And the others, well, maybe it was all too much for them, or I don't know, maybe it just wasn't something they wanted to be part of because a few of my closest friendships ended. And you know what? that's okay. It happened, and we move forward. I am so thankful for the friendships that were strengthened during that time. And that's what we're talking about today, the good of friendship. You may know Ray Prussia from his roles on Suits, Imposters, and Man in the High Castle. And you may know Denise Alexander from her roles on Days of Our Lives, Another World, and General Hospital. I know them from casting them in multiple stage plays I've written and produced, as well as parts in my web series Pretty and The Inn. But most importantly, I know them both as my friends for over three decades now. I guess we should start here. Who was your first friend? Oh my goodness. I I think it must have been somebody in nursery school, and who can remember 127 years ago? Seriously. My first friend would have been, um, I'm going to say Jimmy Tracy when I was in perhaps third grade that I could remember. I truly don't remember a friend friend by name. I don't, I was terrible. I remember my sister was my closest friend uh, for a long time. I had one of those 
siblings where you're born kind of close together and you go through stages of, oh, this is my best friend that we're going to play now to why do I always have to take her along with me everywhere I go? So, and she just, she made me laugh more than anybody I've ever known. She could make me laugh all of our childhood growing up until the tears were rolling down my face. Do you know whatever happened to him? Actually, what's interesting about Jimmy is that um, we were best friends through grammar school, and we both went to the same high school. I actually wanted to go to this high school because he was going. And once we started high school, we sort of fell apart, and we eh, you can probably count on one hand the number of times we said more than hello to each other in high school. Um, fast forward 2014, six years ago, and I get this strange um, Facebook communication that he's in L.A. and he sees that I live in L.A. on Facebook. He'd love to get together. And we've been friends again since then. Oh, my God. That's so cool. Yeah, it's really, uh, it's really nice. I see him whenever I go back to New York and um, we stay in touch. So in talking about friendship and the, the good parts of friendship and also sometimes the difficult parts of friendship, do you think that friendship is meant to last forever, can last forever? Like, how do you in your heart and soul define friendship? What a good question. I have moved a lot. Um, I mean, my family did. And so I was often going into not only a new grade as a kid, or but into a new town, into a new school, into a new part of New York State. And I have had a lot of friends that I really don't remember, except I was a pretty happy kid, so I must have had nice friends. Um, but I have found that there is a gift of a kind of friendship where you're very close at a period of time. I was thinking now about when I went um, into a university and I was, don't hate me for this, I was in a sorority, and it was great fun. And I have friends from then that I haven't seen in years, but when we see each other or talk on the phone, especially when you have the blessing of being in the same room with somebody, it's like there was no time in between. It's, I loved you then, and I love you now. And it's the same exact thing. I know you're, you asked a very deep question. I, I think I gave you an answer that absolutely went sideways, but kind of is amazing to me that you can go five, 10 years, 15 years, 30 years without seeing somebody and have the, the gift of being able to sit down and have lunch together or sit in the backyard with someone and and it's as if you were back then. There is no change. I think that friendship is a relationship that exists between two people where there is a mutual understanding on both sides that the other person would do anything. That I often use the expression, throw, throw myself in front of a bullet. I think, that that's, I think that's the true nature of friendship is you'd be willing to throw yourself in front of a bullet for another person. Do I think it's um, forever? I think it can be. I have two amazing good friends. We became friends when we were young teenagers, and we're still inseparable. 
50 years later. Um, and yet at the same time, I've made relationships with people that I, in my recently that I thought would last forever that just dissipated. They went away. I think friendship takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of nurturing, takes a lot of understanding. And I find more often than not that people aren't up to that. What's the best thing a friend can do? Just, it can be generic and not generic, but a general answer or something specific for you. What's the best thing a friend can do? What is the best thing? Well, it's the same thing. It's kind of general about humanity, kindness and caring and finding me delightful when I find them delightful. And I think laughing at the same time at the same things. For me, it's actually very simple. When we speak, when we see each other, when we FaceTime, ask me how I am. That's it. Pure and simple. Just say, how are you doing? To me, that is worth all the money in the world because I cannot tell you how often I will be in communication with somebody over a very long period of time, and I'm talking a year. We'll talk weekly. They will never ask me how I am. It's all about them. They'll talk about their problems, their life, and then they, get, they hang up or they disconnect. And so just that simple question. I think of two times with you in all the years, and it's been quite a few years. One time was we had just met, we had done the play, and you had graciously said, come up with me to Ojai and stay as long as you want. Okay. We were up there and I was, you were doing something and I was laying, you didn't have any chairs. You were using every, like shocking, you were using everything in the kitchen. I was like, oh my God, like how many things are you going to use? But you had these... <laughs> You had these stools and you had like a pan on a stool. Like you like made like you fried onions and then put it on the pan, on the stool. So I couldn't sit on the stool. And so I just sort of sat on the floor and you were talking and talking and talking. And at one point I just laid back with like, just picture me like my, you know, just the top half of me laying on the floor, my, on my back, listening to you, looking over at you. Yeah. And you stopped and you just said, oh my God, I've never done that. And you came over to my side and you sat down on the floor and you laid back and we stared at the ceiling together. I don't you, remember this. This is wonderful. You said to me, I have owned this house for how many years? I've never seen it from this angle. And it was just one of those moments that you'd put in a movie that people go, that never happened. Mm. But it did happen. It was kind of, it was just unique. It reminds me always of how unique you still are. <laughs> and, I, and I think really for me though, it was... Um, I called you on the night that uh, we had to let Jack, my cat, go. And you, <gasps> you, talked, you talked to me. You let me talk. I was just a mess. I think it was even the next day because I was pretty drunk the night we did that because um, I got pretty drunk. Mm. Uh, but I sat on the phone with you for a, like an hour or two, and we just talked about animals. And it was like it was the most therapeutic, easy conversation just flowing. And I, and I, and, and that's something that, you know, I always think of when I think of you, I just remember calling you. My favorite thing about our friendship, and I won't, I won't cry. I swear I won't cry when I tell this is that twice in our friendship in the last, it's hard to believe 25 something years because we're only 22. It's really weird. Of course. Um, twice in our friendship, you have said to me, um, 
at like a low, low point. And, and one of them was when I broke up with my ex and one was when my dad died. You said to me, you get a year. You get to do whatever the hell you want for a year and no one is allowed to question it and I will be there for you. And you had told me this when I broke up with my ex and you gave me examples. You're like, you can be in a Mexican prison. You can set your like a house on fire. You can, I'll bail you out. I'll come get, you can do whatever you want for one year. And at the end of that year, you had said to me, I reminded you and I thanked you for saying that me, you know, for me, because I was really, really low at that point. And you go, yeah, you know, you never took me up. You really didn't do anything that crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Part of that just comes from is that you do have an ability as a human. You specifically have an ability as a human to look beyond yourself and look to the other person and go, I see something in you and I'm here for you. So I appreciate that about you. And I so appreciate you saying that. And I, I think that, you know, the conversation comes up with my husband a lot because he will look at me and he will say, God, you, you do go so far out of your way for people and you become so available for people. And, and the fact, my answer is always because I have had some really horrible points in my life, really dark times. And I wish that someone had been there for me at a lot of those times. That it's it doesn't take a lot when someone's, first of all, to understand that when there's a death, when there's a loss, to say to somebody, you have carte blanche. My gosh, you know, if you get a little crazy for a while, the world has to, under, your world has to understand it. And I think one of the problems we face is that people simply don't want to, you're right, they don't want to go outside of themselves they don't want to think of anybody but themselves. And more importantly, they're not able to. And I think that's something that I try to try to come to terms with with people. I, I think that there are expectations, like I have certain expectations of you as a friend, but that's not necessarily the same expectations I would put on someone else who maybe is not as good a friend. But I think we have to look at the world and say, are we expecting too much from certain people? Because I certainly have friends in my life that, I have to step back and go, yeah, they're not capable of that. I think one of the greatest friendships that I have, and you can cut this, um, is you, because you've lasted since you were 23 and you're now, I don't know, a lot more. 25, 25. Yeah. Um, And I have a wonderful, wonderful friendship with, some of the people I worked with on soaps, Leslie Charlson, uh, Jeannie, um, well, in an odd way, in a very odd way, Tony. And I had our little quietly spoken to each other friendship. Our lives could not have been any different. And I'm thinking about this, that I had the same thing with Susan Flannery, whom we called Flannels. Um it was that show was an extreme family experience. Um, some of us were younger, some of us were playing the teenagers. Um, and by that show, you're talking about Days of Our Lives. I'm talking about Days of Our Lives, yes. I have so many different levels of friendships. You are probably one of the most consistent in my life, and I know you don't like me to talk about you, but it is true. I know that's a sort of rambling answer, but it's hard to just 
pick one or two things. I have um, people that I would burst into tears if I saw them because we've lived such different lives. We've moved into different parts of the country, but I know I am loved and I know I love them and it will never stop. I'm going to ask you three questions. One of them is super simple. I ask this of everybody and you can, you can answer any way you want. You can think about it. For question number one, who inspires you? Hmm. Anybody who does what they do superbly. My mother. Do you want to go any further? You go with that. My mother died when I was 15. And I don't really have a memory of her being well. She was actually told when I was five, she was told she had six months to live. And she lived 10 years. She has been put in certain medical journals because of the impossibility of what she did. But she really, she decided she was not going to die before her children remember her clearly. And she spent 10 years fighting um, a battle without painkillers because she refused to take painkillers because she thought, what's the point of my being here if I'm in an altered state for these kids? So she fought um, to stay alive for 10 years for her kids. And she taught me everything I know about fighting, never giving in, never giving up, never saying I can't. Um, and so she, I think of her often and she truly inspires me, particularly at rough times. And I think it's really, I can't get through this. I think about her and realize nothing's impossible. Question number two, answer it any way you want. Tell me something good. Something good. As it pertains to this world today, it's something that I've been living with since this world went topsy-turvy in the spring. We have the power to be positive. You know, we have a choice in this. I often say that to me, God, the best depiction of God ever is the force in Star Wars. And we have a choice. We can embrace that force, God, Buddha, whatever you will, or we can go to a dark side. And particularly in these times, I think alone, solitary, or with our friends and in groups, we can say, you know what? I'm going to push out all the, the negative sound. I'm going to be positive. And I've really tried to do that since this all, I try to do it in general, but I've been trying to do it since the, the beginning of the pandemic. And it really made a big difference in how I went through these six months that I'd never felt hopeless. I never felt helpless. And it's just a matter of, I think something positive is we have the ability to make that choice of staying light and happy. It's more of a choice than we ever know. The strongest thing in the world is love. The most wonderful thing in the world is truth. The most challenging thing in the world is reaching higher and not getting sucked down. We are all the children of God. Where can people find you online? Um, I am on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Same thing. It's just my name, Ray Prussia, and whatever different formation each one of those uh, social media sites takes. And um, my website, rayprussia.com. Well, unfortunately, I can't afford uh, the Golden Girls soundtrack, <laughs> so I will simply just say for 25 years now, thank you for being my friend. Traveling down the road and back again. Ha, ha, ha.
<laughs> Thank you for being my friend. My thanks to my friends Denise and Ray for joining me here today. So, who are your good friends? Take a minute, grab your phone, send one of them a text, and just say, thank you for being my friend. Go ahead. I'll wait. Do it. Make someone's day good. Gooder? You know what I mean. Next time on World Gone Good. With everything that we have going on in the world right now and without, share value. Share something that has value for others. It is time to get our shit together, people, and who better than to help us on our path to the good life than life coach Christy Hines. She's going to join us to talk about how we navigate through the negativity, how to make a plan and follow through with it, and explain exactly what a life coach is and how one can help you get to your own personal good. I hope you'll join us. Until then, be good.